Welcome to the Eat Quickly Podcast, episode three. I'm Danny. And I'm Anna. And we're back. We, uh, we went to record this about 45 minutes ago, but we ended up watching the end of the Seahawks game. Very exciting game, overtime. It really and was. They actually won on the road against <laughs> Chicago. Huge game for the Seahawks, right? Was, we are from Washington originally, and we are huge uh, Seahawks fans. Well, me more so in the last this last year. I've actually become quite a fan, and it was a really good game. And it's really, you know, we, being a Seahawks fan is generally extremely hard. Normally, we lose. Yes. And, uh, it was good to get a win, and it makes us feel better. Our pride's not as hurt. Well, especially if you uh, know anything about the Seahawks, you know that generally they win at home, and then on the road, it's like all of a sudden they're a Pop Warner team, and they can't do anything. Yeah. So it's weird. It's this weird uh, situation there. But they actually won in Chicago. and uh, Against the Bears. The Bears. <laughs> Although it really was at the very end of it, uh, it kind of was bittersweet for me because it looked like the guy who made the uh, winning touchdown in overtime broke his neck. I couldn't sit still. It was horrible. It really did look like he, was, he, like he broke his neck, but it turned out that he was fine. Hopefully. We'll see. Well, he probably doesn't know who he is. He's, he's <laughs> wandering on the sidelines thinking, like looking for his car, thinking he just watched a game, but he actually was playing in the game. And he probably has a a concussion. That's my guess. Yeah, it was, it was really rough. I, I still have – it's it burned in my brain now. Ugh, I don't know. Scary thought. Yeah. So, nice game, Seahawks. But uh, So, it is December. It is officially the holiday shopping season, I guess, for most people. <laughs> For me, the holiday shopping season usually starts about two weeks from now. It's uh, two when weeks. I, it's when like... I go, oh my God, is there, there's something coming up where I have to give people things, right? He is like a total Christmas Eve shopper. Like, and not a very good one, actually. <laughs> I, I pride myself on at least getting something. And, and even would... that isn't always something I can do. And it's totally opposite for me because I am like three months in advance already planning out my Christmas presents. And I, I, I really encourage him like months in advance to start thinking about Christmas. Well, When she says that she's spending all this time planning her Christmas, <laughs> it's not planning what she's going to buy for other people. It's planning what she wants. <laughs> and she's very adamant your list about letting me San- know. You have to get your list into Santa really yeah. early to be on the well, good list to get what you want. She moved right on from Santa as a kid right on to <laughs> everyone else around her. And she does not let up. I'm an only child. What do you expect? I My parents loved me extra because they only had love to give to one child. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a middle child. <laughs> I am a middle child. And uh, <laughs> my Christmas basically went like this. It went like me for the last you know three weeks before Christmas going, Mom, I want a snowboard. Dad, I want a snowboard. I want, a, <laughs> I want something cool. I want an Xbox. And then on Christmas morning, they're like, Dan, you know that snowboard you wanted? <laughs> that's right. It's a telescope. There uh, you go. That's a real story, too. And this was right when the time when Danny was in that age when snowboards would have been like the best gift to possibly get. And they got him a telescope that probably still sits in his closet unopened. Now, I don't want, in case my parents somehow figure out how to listen <laughs> to this, I'm not, I'm not making fun of you guys. I think that's a good educational gift. It's just that at some point you want a little action that doesn't involve the moon yeah and uh mars (laughs) see i my theory on christmas gifts is if you just tell them well enough advanced what you want give them a good list and then say it's the only thing that's going to make them happy for christmas then really you know it's their fault if they just don't give you what you want you've told them it's the only thing that's going to make you happy for the whole year so just just get it then tears also help sometimes 
the good thing about something like a snowboard is like there's actually some replayability you know you go up to the the mountain for the second time and it's going to be a little different than the first with a telescope it's like oh the moon's it's a full moon again should (laughs) i uh go take another peek i wonder if anything's changed uh well, you know what, sure. it's, Danny, actually a telescope might have been good for you because you are, you really are smart with your moon signs, aren't you? Don't you know all of them? Didn't you learn those when you were younger and they stuck I with you? I do know the difference between a waxing crescent and a waning gibbous. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Who knows that? Can you explain it to our listeners, please? Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure that when it's, oh God, now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> when it's waxing, it's going from less visible of the moon to more. Uh, and then when it's waning, it's going from full towards a new moon which is black so it's like it's either getting bigger or getting smaller well i bet your telescope helped you discover that huh not really actually because <laughs> i would only look at it on a full moon so way to go mom and, and dad. even then it's still hard to find it's like it's not like it's a good telescope it's like oh i oh there it is oh god it's we're like a light year away right now where is it <laughs> you could probably spy into people's rooms and houses if you wanted to be a naughty boy well too bad for me our neighborhood didn't exactly have anybody next door i wanted to do that <laughs> oh well so with it being the holidays, I was flipping through and I saw It's a Wonderful Life on. And, you know, I love that movie. I love that movie. But I did realize something that's a little bit funny with it. He he really Be takes... gentle, Danny. This is my favorite movie of all time. Remember I love that? it, too. I love it, too. And the... And the, the what do they say? The... Uh, Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's a classic. But I, I do think that he... <laughs> He takes a little long to realize really what's going on. I don't really think that it would be that confusing to you when you start seeing some real signs that the guy that's telling you, you, you know, he's an angel and he did this, that when, when no one knows who you are <laughs> and the town isn't the same and everyone's calling it something else and no one knows you, uh, it seems like it would start to click a little bit, but he takes a good half an hour to believe him, even but- though there's so much evidence right in front of him that he has actually not been born. If you think about it, though, how many times in your life do you meet an angel who tells you a crazy story like you haven't been born? I know, but if I walked outside and the town was called something else and I walk up to my friends and they had no idea who I was, I wouldn't just keep screaming at them that they know me. <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm George Bailey, but you know me. I, I've known you my whole life. I don't know who you are. No, but, but you you were in my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you my whole life. Come on, Joe. You know me. No, I don't. I don't know who you are. And then at the end of that, he just goes, oh, well, fine. Just take me home, Joe. Just just take me home. It's like, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you live. And then he gets to his old abandoned house that's clearly decrepit and no one's boarded up. And he's like, Mary, where kids, where is everybody? <laughs> You're dead. You were never born. Listen to me, please. He's like, what's going on? What? pottersville it's his bedford falls no just listen to him he's an angel he's telling you the truth see i'm gonna go with it just it just seems like if you were to wake up one day and an angel you'd think you'd hit your head or you were drunk or stoned or something you wouldn't automatically think i'd never been born okay george bailey was not getting stoned in bedford (laughs) falls you never know it's a quaint little town you never know you saw that brothel that was happening there that slutty looking pottersville that was george Uh. bailey would not have stood for or anything like that going down in Bedford Falls. You got to be kidding me. Those people in the 20s and 30s, they were crazy. You never know what they were doing. Well, and why did anybody call him out for his weird voice? He's like, Joe, ah, he shoot probably, on me. He could have been stoned, you know. I don't know. Why are, why are you so caught up on him being stoned? He is not know. stoned. Might lead explain the confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I just think you shouldn't be making fun of It's a Wonderful Life. That's my favorite movie of all times. It kind of and the and the main guy George Banks. He kind of looks like my grandpa. George Banks. That's that's Father of the Bride. <laughs> George Bailey. <laughs> They're both very good, upstanding citizens, though. It would not have been getting stoned. No, I'm saying that George Bailey looks like my grandpa. Does he? He does a little bit, especially in that crazy scene where he has his face gets all crazy looking. That definitely looks like my grandpa there. Mm. Your grandpa had a crazy face? <laughs> Sometimes. That's not very nice. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, uh, while we're still on the subject of holidays and stuff, I have been trying to do a little better at getting stuff for people. It's just I get so sidetracked and start buying stuff for myself. That's true. And uh, it's just funny. It's like this is one of the reasons that I can't seem to shop for anybody. It's like I have this weird thing that's really happened for a long time where it's like i hardly like anything and then when i do decide something that i like it's either like three times as expensive as everything else that's on the page or uh it they they don't have the right size it's like it's it's absolutely foolproof so that's why i haven't been able to find anything i found like five different things for people i wanted and it's like oh everything else is 25 dollars, and this one's 80 and uh it's really hard it's probably for me. just leading you in the direction that it's christmas time and you should be giving you should be looking for gifts not for little trinkets for danny it's probably true it's probably true. he really does i mean it's funny because again i've been thinking about christmas for two months and i've been like danny christmas think about christmas and every time we go to a store he finds like five things he wants to buy for himself yeah and it's uh just you know any other time of the year would be great but it really is you, you shouldn't be spending hundreds of dollars on things <laughs> for yourself when you should be buying gifts for others so i've been uh kind of busy at work lately and and thanksgiving and all that stuff i've been kind of dropping out of my workout uh routine and i so i went back to the gym last week and i just had to tell the story because it's i guess i am getting a little bit older i uh first of all i made the classic mistake of deciding to eat a huge meal uh and then going to the gym which like anybody that's a gym pro is not going to do that you know better than to do that but i was like i still want to go but i want to eat too which is kind of (laughs) a dilemma rule number one is don't go to the gym after you've eaten i thought that i could wait like a half an hour i didn't take the tums the tums would have probably helped but he always uh, takes the tums i'm shocked yeah i take the tums like you know a couple hours before i ate because i just wanted a snack (laughs) but so i got to the gym with essentially a full stomach and then i decided to play basketball and i don't feel that old but these kids came in that were high schoolers and i sprinted up and down on the court with these guys and it was the most depressing thing it's like what what happened when did all of a sudden i become an old man that has no stamina and these kids can just run circles around me i got blocked by i'm i'm six three i got blocked twice by this kid that was seriously like five nine (laughs) and you're 27 he's like 15 he's got hops what do you embarrassing it's embarrassing (laughs) i'm i'm super susceptible to the block for a way undersized player guarding me it's crazy and there's other guys playing with me that were actually pretty good and they're like dude uh, do you want to switch up with this other guy's like five seven do you think you guard him i'm, I'm sure like, oh, i don't think so did your poor sportsmanship come out did you just like shove him or elbow him well it's a hook? it's a constant this is to the true story it's a constant struggle with me I, any little bad thing happens somebody looks at me the wrong way and i just want to be like what you know it's like it's just weird it's like i have this weird reaction at any sporting but i'm like no, I'm good. I'm good. I just have to keep it in check at all times. I want to yell at people for dumb fouls. I want to... Do you just want to flop on the ground when somebody barely touches you? Well, there's... there's like not... a foul. <laughs> 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 no, 
That really only works if there's a ref that could potentially <laughs> see it. That wouldn't really work that well at the gym. That's true. I do have a horrible attitude, but man, I really gotta, I gotta get better at uh, not eating before the gym and I got to I... get some stamina back. It's terrible. <laughs> you can do it, Dan. I have faith in you. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you, uh, why don't you cue up a little news and I'm going to tell our listeners about some huge quickly developments because we are uh, we're available in a few different places now. So we're on iTunes. You can search for Huge Quickly on iTunes and get us there. Uh, we're also also on your smartphones. The iTunes have that great podcast app, which you can also search for us there if you don't yeah, have give, it. And give iTunes us give app. us some some uh, five star reviews because I think last time I checked it said uh, there's not enough reviews to even give you a rating, which is. It's kind of like, uh, you know, if that was like an Amazon seller, you wouldn't go there, you know, so you, uh, we need some reviews so people know what they're... Some feedback. Yeah. We also wanted to give a quick shout out to people that we uh, did convince to watch our pod, listen to our podcast. They're mainly our friends, but we really appreciate everything that they've said. So um, just a couple people, uh, my coworkers, Michael, Kyle, and Vicky, as well as um, some people from Ellensburg, our hometown, uh, Danny's sister, Megan, Aaron... Ryan, and then my two best friends, Chelsea and Brooke. So thanks for the feedback. I really appreciate it. Um, but on to the news. Some interesting things that happened this week. Some headlines that I found interesting. Hugh Hefner is finally getting married again to his longtime girlfriend, Crystal Harris. They tried to get married last year in June, and she realized the day before the wedding, or it could have even been hours before the wedding, that she did not. She was not prepared to marry this 81-year-old man. And she said she's come back couple a year later and she's finally ready and uh, it's just kind of surprising he's so old and she's like 22 how can you how can you how can you decide that it's necessary to marry somebody that's that old i have a, a guess <laughs> i think there's a, kind of the classic reason for marrying an old guy but, but hugh hefner he was old like he's been old for so long is he, when's he gonna die it's like if he would have married somebody 20 years ago it would have still been like oh that guy's old is there any question at all that she just wants his money and fame? Like, do you think she yeah, really likes him? Yeah, you know, him? I, I think I think that probably is true. But they keep saying, you know, that he is a sprightly old man that they, you know, still sleep with, and he's just great, and he's super fun, and all. That's why all these playmates love him, is because he's just so young at heart. But you just look at him and the way he moves, he like waddles around. He's got the old man waddle. Why isn't he the one that's running up these like? Uh, uh, you know, erectile dysfunction commercials. <laughs> that was somebody that really is like, oh my god, it's really working for you. I need to look into this. That's actually really true. We probably the, would be the guys really that they have on there version. always look like they're about forty-one, and like they, they probably don't have any problem at all. They're, it's, they're, they're very they're, uncomfortable commercials. God, we saw that one this week that was just, it was uncomfortable. I don't even remember what it was for, but. I think you're right. He probably would be a really good spokesman for that. It's always a little depressing because it's like they always run those during guy stuff like like football games. And it's like, we don't want to think about some guy's <laughs> dick that can't, doesn't work right now. I want to see coming. how it's the also game's going to finish up. You that's know? your future. They want to prepare you. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Rectile that's great. dysfunction future. Uh-huh. That really sounds like something that, that I'm interested in. You know what? The, the other thing that's really interesting about Hugh Hefner is that he said he was married like 20 or 30 years ago. He has two sons that are set to take over his empire when he finally passes away. But he said he would never marry again, ever. And then I, I just am surprised that he's marrying this girl. Well, I sort of feel bad for her. Who's the last girl that was on the TV show? Holly. Holly. I she mean, how depressing when she you actually decide I'm willing, I'm hot and I'm willing to marry this 90 year old man and he rejects me. 
that's that's got to be a, a real uh, hit to the ego for her, right? Yeah, and then and then the next girl that comes in line, he's just like, boom, I'm going to marry this one. It's just it's just a little crazy. I don't know. I don't get it. Mm, I just they can't be having sex. There's just no way. <laughs> yeah, it's really kind of a little disturbing to picture, but we're not going to do that. Another story that was really interesting that I just read about today was everybody's getting on the social networking bandwagon. It appears that the Pope is starting a Twitter account. And what's up with that? Well, there's no way that he's doing this himself, right? No, they said there's somebody that's like taken over his organization or helping him out. And he is saying that's kind of the new thing with all these religious leaders that they're getting Twitter accounts. And it looks like the Pope is going to make his first tweet. He's going to be the man one that makes the first one. And then after that, his people are going to take it over and tweet for him. But still, it just seems like I, I just don't get what the point is there. I don't get Twitter, first of all. But then the Pope getting on Twitter, it just seems, I don't know. It'd be great if the if the Pope was like super funny, you know, like just like really <laughs> witty, like uh, him and like Rob yeah. Delaney just like have something going back and forth. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. has a lot of time on his hands, right? And he's not distracted by women like most guys. So he could actually like sit there and think about funny little quips that'd be great yeah you know and this is supposed to he's supposed to be like a hip pope too it wasn't like the first thing he did is he like blessed like all these ferraris i feel like i remember that there was like 70 ferraris i think he blessed like his first week as being a pope well that's that's a good use of uh the pope's time they've got some some serious uh problems going on in the church he's off looking at exotic uh vehicles (laughs) should probably be looking out for uh, the kids in his organization (laughs) That's true. Shedding a little bit more light on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh huh. At least he's picking a good car. It would suck if he was like endorsing the Chevy celebrity or something like that. <laughs> That's very true. Um, a big thing that happened this week that is definitely on everybody's minds and kind of like a wouldn't that have been great if it was me, but the lotto. Somebody won like 575, well, two people, two tickets split like $578 million or something like that. One winner's come forth from Dearborn, Michigan, which is a town of less than 500 people, which just seems crazy. Um, and I just, it's just, wouldn't that be amazing if you were a winner of that? It's like the largest Powerball that the the state, the country's ever had. I mean, just it's nuts. Well, first of all, it's just a horrific use of people's money to invest in the, in the lotto. And so <laughs> it's just, wh- why don't people stop? It's like, there's you know there's like a real recession on it's not like just big party time for everybody and these people like <laughs> drop real cash that they could use for real things and their odds of winning are pretty much nothing one person's going to get the money it's probably going to ruin their life when will people stop investing in this stupid <laughs> lottery didn't and, you say that like what was that boxer that you said dropped like a hundred thousand dollars on well yeah the guy's the guy's an idiot but floyd mayweather put he put down a hundred grand on lotto tickets and it's like See, that, that just sort of illustrates people's lack of understanding about it. I mean, he thinks somehow he has some decent chance now because he bought 100,000 tickets. The chances of you winning are like one and what was it? It was like 275 million or something. So great. Yeah. 100,000 is just, you still have less than 1%. It's like, come on, guys. They Put said, that money towards something. Yeah. Buy some food, you know? There's like real problems. And why, this is another thing I don't get. Instead of, I know that people wouldn't buy as many tickets, but instead of giving one person $500 million, why don't you actually try to help more people? Like, because it would help you to get this money, obviously. You could give 5,000 people 
uh, $100,000, you know, or you could, that you, would make a really, you could difference. spread it so much in such a better way and actually help people or give 10,000 people five or $50,000. It's like, that would actually help people a lot without like probably ruining their life of having yeah. 500 million. And the other thing is how can you say that the prize is 500 million and then basically just take five or 50% of it back. You know, it's like they should just give these numbers and actual dollars that you get, or it should just be tax exempt. It's just so stupid. It's like, it's like a parent giving you a snowboard and, and boots and bindings and a ski pass. And then it's like, here you go. But by the way, you have to pick two of these to give back right now. <laughs> uh, I guess. It's really disappointing. Bindings. Those, so the one, the group that the people that were from Michigan that won the lotto, they so that you know split halfway between five hundred seventy eight million dollars. So you know that should be around three hundred million dollars. They should get to take. It ended up being a hundred and like thirty million dollars is what they got to take after taxes. I mean that's insane. That's yeah, like nothing. It's, well, that's it's still a lot dumb. of money, but it just seems so, weird. And then then the the they're giving it and then also just able to take most of it back. It's really stupid. It's really dumb. Yeah. And but then, then, you know, that also is really interesting is you keep talking about people that kind of get cursed with the lotto. I mean, you hear all these really horrible stories about what happens to these people after they win the lotto. There's this lady in Florida right now that is on trial as we speak for killing a, a man who had won $30 million. She convinced him and befriended him after he'd won the money. And then she killed him and dumped him in a creek by his house, by her boyfriend's house to try to take the money. That just sounds... Well, how unlucky is that man? I I guess it sort of evens out. He got really lucky and then really unlucky. Yeah. There's like... Now it's just like everybody else. Dead. <laughs> time and time again, you hear about these lotto, people that win the lotto, and it's just kind of a sad story. Sad ending. Yeah. I, I mean, there's there's documentaries about this and stuff. I, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's just... It's just uh, most people, even people that are relatively wealthy, you have such an crazy amount more money than them that it's just like people are gonna come after you they're gonna want your money i remember hearing about a guy that went to a strip club with like a hundred thousand dollars on him it's like that's pretty smart he just got mugged and robbed and uh i remember hearing about another guy that had uh, a guy in in europe that had like five different mansions and essentially they were just the other ones that he wasn't living in the four that he wasn't in were basically just empty and they all got robbed and one of them got like i don't know broken into and basically destroyed and it's just like you need to really hire somebody that is going to like manage your money for you or else you yeah or else you're just going to lose it all and then everyone that's like ever met you is going to come after you for money i mean i would do it if uh someone (laughs) i knew when you know won that much money oh why not you might get a little cool 20 grand and he wouldn't even notice yeah uh another interesting thing that happened in the news well not really in the news but i just have to comment on it because i am could not be more excited about this. A movie is coming out. Um, I believe it's sometime next year, like next summer. Um, it's called World War Z, and it's based off of this incredible book um, that was written. And if you have any, don't have any idea about this book, you definitely should go out and read it. But it's basically about the zombie apocalypse. Um, World War Z, pretty clever title for that. But they, I just saw the, the first, I've been waiting for this. I, I read the book probably four or five years ago. And I've been waiting. I heard about three years ago they were coming out with a movie. And I've been just waiting. I found out Brad Pitt got cast as like the main character and just waiting. And I finally saw a trailer for this. And it was a little disappointing. I'm not going to lie. It didn't look anything like the book. It was, I don't know. Brad Pitt, obviously handsome. But that's probably all it had going for it. 
Yeah, it actually looked really good. I, the zombie thing is like really not dying off, is it? Like, and no, I think it's just gaining steam with The Walking Dead. But I think about it, it had all these really fast-paced running zombies, which like you think about a horde of zombies. I mean, that's that's nightmare territory. I get pretty freaked out about thinking about that. But And also the fast zombie. It's kind of one of those things that you don't see in a lot of zombie movies or now TV shows is the fast zombie. And I think that that's a lot scarier. What What are your thoughts? Yeah, I actually uh, uh, like the slower zombies myself. I'm just more relaxed. <laughs> I want like an easy, relaxing, yeah. uh, laid-back apocalypse. But how is it that you know people run as fast as they can, and yet the slow-moving, limping zombie still catches up to them? How's that possible? Well, they always make the classic mistakes. Like instead of making a, a longer run for it, they'll just like hole up in the house right then and let them like pile up on them. You know, it's just classic mistake that reminds me of the first zombie movie that i've ever watched and it's actually kind of a good story because it, we were a little bit too young to watch <laughs> it and we were in this sort of creepy place so my my grandparents used to live in olympia and they had this finished kind of shop in the back that actually had a little room back there like a little guest room i guess but it was sort of creepy back there it's like right next door to this room there's like this huge uh, room full of tools and saws and Ugh, all that kind of that stuff. That sounds scary already. It was sort of scary. So it was nighttime and me and my younger sister were flipping through and it was uh, it was like um, Monster Vision. like that. <laughs> I don't know if TNT yeah. still does this. Uh-huh. It was like the all creepy old movies, but it really wasn't like the classics like Halloween and all those. It was most of the time it was these kind of weird little shorts is what I remember watching. But this one was actually the, I think the original... Um, night before night of the living dead and there are those black and white right yeah it was black and white and uh they're like the really slow zombies but that was creepy stuff i mean we were i was probably like 11 my sister was probably like nine and we're out there by (laughs) ourselves like what it was our first zombie experience we had no idea what this concept was and that's a scary thing those things are scary imagine what it was like when that first came out i mean that must have blew people's minds first time zombies really appear on screen yeah yeah now it's like we're sort of used to it there's so many of these things now i'm surprised that they're still they're still making these new ones to be honest with you yeah. but in world war z it's like they're almost like animals it's like they're swarming they're like super fast and they're like a huge swarm yeah so and that like, really freaks me out i mean my favorite zombie movie is definitely 28 days later and they are fast i mean it's like they're superhuman fast yeah, like in in the old stuff, it's like you could walk outside and there'd be like a whole crowd of them, but they're slowly like inching towards you. You could like weave in and out of them and like get out. But in this kind of thing, it's like, how would you survive that? They're just yeah. like, that's not the that's not Scary, the apocalypse so. I want to be in. We'll stay tuned to see if that movie World War Z is going to be any good. I'm I, I have high hopes because I love the book so much, but I, the trailer just didn't it didn't inspire it didn't really get me thinking it was going to be that great. Yeah, we we're uh we're kind of getting our zombie fix from uh, Walking Dead right now. Ugh, it's pretty yeah. good. It really is the season finale, mid season finale, which I don't know what that's all about. But mid season finales tonight. I'm I get annoyed though because they uh, they cast a bunch of British people and they're trying to they're trying to sound southern and it's really stupid. They don't sound southern. Every once in a while, they sound like they're like they're just English, like they actually are. You should, <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't ruin it for you. But listen for that. It's like. It's bad, especially Rick. He's he's, he's got to listen for it. Yeah, he's. I British. know Maggie is. Yeah, Maggie's British, and and so is Rick. It's 
listen for that. It's terrible. Nobody talks like that. I think people have a weird uh, uh, concept of like how Southern people talk. It's it's really it's really over exaggerated. And then when something like happens, like they have to yell or something, all of a sudden they don't sound Southern anymore. They're they're English. I have don't a- let it ruin it for you. It's still a good show. I actually have another thought and uh, about the World War Z that happened last episode. I don't know if we want to talk about that, but in one of the episodes, there's a girl who just has had slept with somebody. And she's pulling her pants on, and she's wearing a thong. Who wears a thong in a zombie apocalypse? Wait, you're talking about Walking Dead, or I'm talking about Walking he? Dead? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. You. <laughs> I. I <laughs> Do you know anything? About I don't thongs? know much about thong wearing, even in a perfect uh, society <laughs> with no zombies. So <laughs> it just seems like it. The comfort level is just not there. I, I just don't understand why anybody would choose to wear a thong. And I think actually, I, I saw other couple other people out in the social networking realm that had the same idea as I did. It just was like, you saw that clip and you were like, there's no smart female that's wearing a thong in a zombie apocalypse. Okay, well, granny panties would not make for good TV. (laughs) We know this. If there's anything we know, a thong's going to help a little bit, right? Yeah, but it's only, I, I just, I don't think it's realistic. I know thongs are better for TV ratings, but not for reality. I think we all know zombie TV is reality, right? I've heard uh, girls say that they think thongs are more comfortable than regular underwear. They she was just probably trying. She was probably taking her pants off and you know trying to be intimate with you. That is a part of the story <laughs> I, I left out on purpose. Yeah, all right. Hmm. Well, it it uh, it makes sense that that would be uncomfortable. It looks horribly uncomfortable. So. Andrea's stupid. What do, you'd put? I wouldn't put anything past Andrea. If you've seen the show, she's the stupidest character on there. Agreed. The Agreed. Hmm. All right, so um, let's do a little recommendation. I we both want to recommend the band Jets Overhead. We went to um, what is that? Was that the Apollo? What was that called? The theater I, we went to. Oh gosh, I I'm not, I guess the Apollo. I know I don't remember. It starts with an A. It's in Portland in Southeast Aladdin? Port- Aladdin Theater. Yes, okay. Southeast Portland. Yeah, I think the Apollo is a little more popular, <laughs> but it's still pretty good. Yeah. We saw. Uh, why don't you tell them a little bit about uh, stars? So we, my, I happen to be related to the lead singer of the band Stars, which is also they're really incredible. Um, and we got to go backstage where I'm. Um, we got to go backstage to the Aladdin Theater to go visit the band Stars, and it was is a quite quite the incredible experience going backstage. It's it's kind of fun that we get to do it with Stars, and we got to meet, you know, this new band. Jets it seriously goes to your head having a backstage pass. If if you've never done it, it's awesome. We were in Seattle at like the Paramount, something like that, and we had backstage pa- backstage passes to the Stars, and it's like. Oh, I'd like another beer that I don't want to spend nine dollars on. I want to just run backstage. <laughs> it's totally true, and you just you get like passes. You get to stick to yourself, and you just really you're you're riding the high high life for you know the time that you're at this concert. They had like a mini fridge that had stuff Wine, in it. Wine, beer, bourbon, cookies. Somebody made them cookies. It was pretty awesome. It's one of those. It's like first class or something. Mm-hmm. You know, once you do it, you're like, oh god, I have to go back in with the cattle out here. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's pretty special. I'm glad that the band Stars like hooks it up for us, and they're great and wonderful. And I'm happy to be related to them. But uh, the long the long story to the short story is Jets Overhead. They were great. We got to meet them, and they they put out some really pretty incredible music. So yeah, they're um, yeah they're good little indie 
They will put a link to band. some of their their music on the website. Yeah, and uh, actually, I could plug my own band. Just equally as popular and successful, the band is called Lafco. And if you happen to be in Portland, we are going to be playing at the White Eagle on December 21st, the last day in civilization, right, Anna? Uh, actually, that's the 20th of December, Danny. Oh, God. So maybe they booked us for this <laughs> knowing that it was never going to happen. <laughs> it could be the Damn end of it. the world. I thought we really had something going. Well, it's end of the world theme, so hopefully we'll all survive, which is what we really want. And uh, and then we'll hear your band, White Eagle, tw- December 21st. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us again. It sounds Thank like... Thank you. I, I, th- I feel like I've said this every week, but it looks like we're going to have ourselves a little guest next time. And make sure to go check us out on iTunes and... Leave us some Stitcher feedback. Or Blueberry or whatever. There's a lot of podcast places. Yeah, leave us some feedback. We're trying to do some shout-outs for people that leave us feedback. We're... Ch- we're growing and learning and we want all the tips we can get yeah do it thanks guys thanks guys see ya